Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. that discussed top news in the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology. This is for the week of January 14th, 2018. Um, so first off, uh, man, the rain's down here in California. Let's put that fucking fire out. Jeez. I the 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 rain that I mean we you know California doesn't get a whole lot of rain and everybody and Adam knows this you know anytime we get rain out here suddenly it's storm watch you know yeah, but it's really sad <laughs> like it, the only thing I will say is that it, it isn't raining that hard but it does get really windy and it makes it seem like it's fucking raining really <laughs> bad but it's not it's like sprinkling <laughs> yeah I know you know you get that little uh you get that little uh, torrent, uh, you know, in the gutter, and then suddenly it's like, oh, my God. No, but the the, the rain, it was two days straight. And one of the things that made it really, really bad was the fact that it didn't stop. Like, it, it went from light to heavy, kind of light, then kind of heavy. And, you know, it was just, it got just bad. And then, you know, that area over there by Santa Barbara is still washed out. The 101 is closed indefinitely over there now. Um, I think 20 people have died in that mud flow. They just found another body like the other day. Um, so, like, that shit is just, like, shit got real up there. It was just, yeah. it was kind of ridiculous. Um, they even showed, because, uh, you know, up in Mendocino, this is where a lot of the big actors live. So they showed Oprah's backyard of her house. And I looked, and it's just all fucking mud, all the way like up to her house. Good. And <laughs> why do we give a fuck about Oprah's house? Like that's what they show. Well, they showed a lot of other stuff, but they were showing. They don't really really show how it affects. You know, like you hear about celebrities working there, and you saw like 
I mean, it was like there was shit up there. But what I was looking at, I was thinking like, you know that she spent millions and millions of dollars on like her backyard and it was just leveled like everybody else's shit. I mean, it was there was some area there, up out here in Burbank. Fucking Prius try to outrun a fucking mud flow because <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, there was, all the areas were hit by the fires earlier this year and you had uh, all from the burn areas. It was coming down the streets knocking out power lines and shit like that and this prius was trying to get out of the way and it was just like it just picked it up and took it down people and they were like we didn't know if we were ever going to stop it i'm thinking like yeah because suddenly your tires aren't touching the ground anymore you're you know you're gonna be lucky if you fucking end up at you know like at the end of the street and not and not wrapped around a telephone pole or something like that but uh that shit got crazy down here so um my place was cool. I had, you know, we had some leaks over here from our roof and shit. But, uh, yeah, it got pretty, it, it was, like, pretty nonstop for two days. It's okay if it's, like, spread out over a couple of days. You get a little rain here and there, which is usually what happens. But we this was our first actual rainfall in, like, what, about a, less than a year after all the fires and shit. So, yeah, it got a little, little crazy, a little crazy. Yeah. Well, especially you would think too of if all the fires i mean that probably just adds to the mud because everything's loose and well, fucking well yeah you have no vegetation you know. catching it it's just all right. like yeah what the fuck it's like when you haven't been California's laid in a while supposed to be it's, that like when, happy it's like when you haven't been laid in a while you know and you just you get that nice first good piece and then it's just like Ugh! you know it's just it just you know that grossed me out a little bit yeah but you liked it i did <laughs> No, the um, you got part actually, of it, didn't you? Didn't you? It rained. Um, <laughs> it, it was kind of funny because it's one of those rare things where it rained while it was raining in California. Usually, it's not like that. Usually, it rains, and then a couple of days it hits you. Right? Like a day or two after California, it will rain here because mm-hmm. we're getting your your fucking afterthought storm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was raining in both places. You get in the then, sloppy seconds, <laughs> right? Um, but the funny thing was, is so it, it's raining. It's, it's, it's raining. It's not sprinkling, but it's not pouring, you know, it's just normal rain. <laughs> and it went, it went the entire night and, um, we got the door open because my wife and the kids, you know, they're kids. They look at the rain and shit and I'm just sitting there and I don't fucking care, but and I'm sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. You're sitting like there going, old... this isn't rain. I lived in Boston, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there. Drinking a cup of coffee, looking outside like a fucking old man, and uh, and I'm I kind of go, ugh. My wife's like, what? And I go, it's gonna flood, and she's like, it's barely, it's not even raining that hot. I'm like, this is Arizona, it's gonna flood. She, lo and behold, we woke up in the morning and it was flooding everywhere, you know, in certain parts of the street and stuff. It's because our fucking ground is like concrete, yeah. Like the ground doesn't absorb the water, you know, so. Luckily, and in it's my not like you area, actually have any working drainage over there, you know, because you guys don't get rain. I mean, we we have we have pretty decent drain drainage actually. Like all our streets are are kind of bowed, and then we have. Uh, it depends on where you are. That's the problem. So in, um, in my side of the valley, we have a lot of these. Like a lot of people don't know this, but there you'll just be driving in a neighborhood. There's this random, huge field, and people are like, oh, they're so nice. They put a soccer field here. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Um. But it's it's also a drainage area, yeah, so it's a reservoir. it goes down. Yeah, so the water will go over there. 
Now that's in the newer parts of Arizona and Valley. So I live in a newer area. Um, but if you go like in the bowels of Phoenix, fucking the freeways flooded over, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all fucked up, you know? So it's, it's always annoying here when it rains. And especially because the people here do not know they panic when it's raining. You would think that fucking hellfire was coming out of the sky. <laughs> like they, they're all crazy. The orcs you know? are attacking. <laughs> <laughs> it's no fucking joke. They, they go, but, the eye of Sauron is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like here. I mean, you know, like people don't panic when it rains over here. They just drive faster and get annoyed by people that actually drive because the, you know, the the elements, you know, because like, well, I realize that my my tires don't have the same traction on wet cement or wet asphalt as it does on dry asphalt. So I'm going to drive a little slower. So because my my actual stopping speed. Um, distance is going to be greatly increased well, that's the thing too and it's not it's not really the water it's, it's the all oil. the oil yeah. that loosens up when it rains yeah. and people don't fucking realize that because they're stupid and it actually gets really slick out here because it doesn't rain that much it rains like on average 12 times you know how we sh- you know how we can stop that i just realized because you know you always say drive safe everybody's like fuck you fuck you you know what anybody who drives like that is a trump supporter so if you're a hardcore liberal and you drive like that, you're a Trump supporter because you drive like that. You drive like an asshole. So let that sink in for a minute. America. <laughs> I mean, that just gives Trump supporters free reign to drive like fucking asshole. Well, it's not like they don't anyway. Come on. I think everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> I don't. I don't really, you know. I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be straight up. My license has been suspended for years <laughs> because I threw a cigarette out the window one time, and the cop gave me a fucking court summons, and I never went. <laughs> but whatever, I digress. <laughs> um, so I take the bus to work. You know, my wife drives, and now I've I've gotten comfortable with it, where it's it's like I don't have to deal with that shit. Yeah. Like if I if I have to get somewhere, either my my, my wife drives. My wife loves driving. Or, or my commute to work, yes, it does take longer, which is annoying, but I don't, I just sit there. <laughs> like, I, I'm reading a book, you know, I'm playing my DS. It's like you know I'm having I mean? sex, like a, you know, it's just like I sit there. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's that, it's that, it's that, uh, making up after a fight that she caused sex <laughs> where you don't really have to do much, <laughs> right. you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't like driving. And then uh, and I do occasionally. Like I'll I'll go up to the store real quick. I should, but I do occasionally. And or my if my wife not feeling well, I'll drive the car. And um I get this like not road rage, but I'm just so fucking like I don't yell or anything. But I'm so aggravated because people are just being dumb. Because the funny thing is my license is suspended, but I had a perfect driving record. Like I don't speed. I don't cut lanes. I don't like I, I follow all the rules, you know, and fucking, you know, no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking hate driving. Everybody's bullshit. And nowadays everybody's on their fucking phone. Yeah. And I can see them on their phone, which then pisses me off. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Like, is that Facebook like that important? Is it that important? <laughs> is it like that important? Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is more important than my life because I don't think it is. 
I had someone um, nearly run my wife off the road one time because he was on his phone. And um, we happened to go to the same Walmart. And he gets out and he's trying to avoid eye contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I go, hey, did you get that Snapchat in? Because I know how fucking important that was. And like we're taking, we had the youngest kid with us. And, and I go, hey, Harley, do, do, you, do you think he got his... Uh, Got his like Instagram post or whatever, and the two just look like he's like, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> like you piece of shit, and they get the fuck off the phone. I want to walk up to people like that and just smash the shit out of their phone, and then just walk away. Right, like no issue. Now. <laughs> I mean, my phone has built-in Bluetooth. I never touch. Me. You know what I always like is hands-free, and then people are like, "Well, I'm only using one hand." It's like yeah, that. That's not what it means. Yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> Even then, like, um, I'll use hands because I do. I have Bluetooth built into my radio, so if someone calls, it rings on my radio, right. and you know, blah blah blah. Like most new cars have nowadays, right? But I um I keep it real brief because even then, if you get into a deep conversation, you're not paying attention. Anymore. Yeah, you know, we're we're naturally social animals so you're gonna gravitate towards that well it's you know? it's funny because like uh i think it was in one of her one of her early specials uh ellen generous was like go, talking about cell phones and driving well she goes i don't know i mean you just kind of think that if you're doing something like driving don't you think your brain should be involved like <laughs> yeah it's common <laughs> so, sense yeah but it's, it's that, there's no it, such thing as multitasking but there's a reason why younger people do it more too it's that it won't happen to me complex yeah like, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm I'm a great driver. It's like you don't worry about yourself driving. You worry about everybody else. Yeah. Like someone swerves into your lane, you're too busy, you know, staring at your phone. But now that I drive as the passenger most of the time, I'm looking out the window and I see people just everyone's on their phone. Yeah. Like texting and shit. It's like you are fucking sad. You are what's wrong with America. Unless that bitch is hot. Yeah, she's sending you them nudes, pull over. Right. <laughs> Take a look. I don't blame you for that. And and you know, and then rub one out real quick, you know, and then move on, right. go on with your day. <laughs> That's right. Like every red blood in there. <laughs> Freedom. Damn it. <laughs> rub one out. Uh all right. Our main story this week will be about the culture YouTube has created. But before It'll be about rubbing it out. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what those that's what this whole conversation <laughs> that's what our main topic is going to be be about is about rubbing one out when you need. That's to. That's right. <laughs> Jerking the gherkin. That's what it's about. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, but before uh, before we get into that, let's get into some headlines. So, in entertainment news this week. Ever since the launch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Warner Brothers has always been kind of behind the eight ball. They have always played; they were always placed in a lose-lose situation. Movie fans love the idea that a comic book movie could exist in the same universe, which would allow other characters to cross over when needed. However, if they launched with a similar Marvel-like plan, they would be criticized. Doing something different would achieve the same result. After the disappointing performance of Justice League. It's been a shakeup, uh, or it seems a shakeup has begun. Warner Brothers has been green lighting movies by committee, according to the rap, and that has decided. Oh, and has decided to put one person in charge. The newly installed Warner Brothers chairman, uh, 
Toby Emmerich, will be the sole person to make decisions and only answer to the CEO, Kevin uh, Tushihara. Tushihara, who many fan DC fans consider the reason all the movies are less than stellar. Among, However, among some fans, Wonder Woman is apparently an aberration. Warner Brothers announced this week that the chief uh, marketing chief, Susie Knoll, or I mean, I'm sorry, Sue Knoll, will be stepping down to a producer role. Her decision to market Justice League without Superman was seen as a silly move. Everybody knew that Superman would re be returning, just not how. Quote, the bizarre decision not to have Superman included in the marketing stopped Justice League from potentially hitting 100 million opening weekend, an insider said. There's, a, there's intense scrutiny on everything we do, particularly in this world and the DC superhero universe. Noel said it in a June interview to promote Wonder Woman. Some insiders have gone on record to claim that Newell hated superhero movies. I love superhero movies. I've always considered it an honor to market films that fans feel so passionately about. And I think our track record itself um, stands for itself. <laughs> Sure does. Uh, Noel, Noel said, defying the rumors, as for the Justice League campaign, I stand behind everything we did. It was a, it was strategic and creative campaign, and I am immensely proud of the work we've done, uh, work with, done by all of us. To Sahara, rightly, um, rightly so, wants Emmerich to help DC Films find its own identity. It's easy to copy Marvel, but DC's characters deserve better than that. Uh, Warner Brothers needs to uh, needs to continue doing what it's done, producing the biggest, most diverse slate in in the business. That's what made us successful. We can't do what Disney's done. It it's worked really, really well for them. But it's not who we are. We need to continue to create a balanced slate of of all types of movies and genres. Warner Brothers has a wealth of potential in the comic book universe. Warner Brothers easily needs their own Kevin Feige to help usher their movies to the masses the market is there however their original plan devoted a lot of time and trouble to Zack snyder's vision which was a mistake but it needs to be directed by a studio head and find directors that can complete that vision with aquaman already in the can it will be interesting how all of this comes together in the end yeah it's too many chefs in the kitchen yeah you know I mean? yeah yeah and that's the thing you can't make something by committee because you're going to have Everybody that looks at things a certain way wants things a certain way, and it's going to come out looking like shit. We've seen movies that are either written or directed by a committee, and they always turn out to be shit. You need you need somebody who sits there and goes, "Okay, I'm, I, you know, you need a shot caller." Well, it's and it's true because you can have you can have five people who agree with each other, but perception of reality is going to be different. Like their their vision of the scene is different, right? You know, it's just the way it is. But I think, um, you know, I'm happy that this is going on. But I do agree with one point they're making that they can't really do exactly what uh, Marvel Studios is doing because because Disney's smart. OK, so Disney buys Marvel and they say, OK, Marvel, you make the movies. Yeah. OK. And then they have a then Disney has a studio that makes animated films. And then Warner Brothers is Warner Brothers. They don't just make comic book movies. Right. So they're balancing with budgets and stuff like that from all different genres of film. So they they can't just focus. And then they have a camp of a camp of production people that work on all these different kind of movies too. So I think it's it's the growing pains. They don't need to take this long, right? But I get I get why they're taking this long. Yeah. I, I and mean, to be honest, they they should have kind of kept DC Entertainment set aside. Like, look, okay, we'll have a liaison that goes there because Feige. You know, yeah, he runs Marvel Studios, but he does answer to Bob Iger. 
you know, he does answer to Disney. But yeah. at the same token, you know, Disney has probably a better success rate than Warner Brothers at this time, you know, and they're not, I mean, they're not exactly the big cookie cutter, you know, studio that, you know, Disney, Disney is, I mean, Disney purchases companies that are well oiled machines by the time Disney bought, because everybody thinks like, well, yeah, the Marvel only took off because of Disney. That's not true because Marvel didn't get bought out by Disney until after they released the first Avengers movie. So they right. did everything and they got it all the way to the Avengers movie. And then, you know, it was that time they bought them. They only got the money after the fact. So Warner Brothers is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. But I, I personally think they should not be running DC films through the Warner Brothers studio. You know, yeah, they need to split. They need to split it to a different division, like entirely. Yeah, to have like have Warner Brothers to look at Warner Brother um, at comic book movies and just like a, okay, DC tells DC movies. You know, because we've seen some fairly bad ones come out of Warner Brothers. You know, Green Lantern, right? The last Batman movie. Well, you don't, and I'm talking Batman and Robin. Want, that's what I'm like. right. Yeah. You you don't want the same team. You don't want the same team approving ideas and 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 plans for superhero movies as the same team that did it for it, right? <laughs> right. Or you know what I mean? It's it, you need different kinds of, or American Sniper. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at a list of Warner Brothers films. You have oh, they made Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Um, you really need to separate it because comic book movies are a different kind of thing. Yeah. They're they're um you're taking it from one medium that people are very passionate about and you're translating it into something else. And I know they do that with books a lot, but most of the time the people that have seen are going to see the movie haven't read the fucking book. Right. So they don't really care, you know? So I'm um, like the, like the pilot or something like that. I'm looking at all these movies. <laughs> Warner brothers makes a lot of fucking movies. Oh yeah, they do. Um, so, but also, you know, I mean, it, it's, it would work because of the fact that Warner brothers is a company that, that usually allows filmmakers to create movies you know, to create the type of movies they want to create. Comic book movies are a different breed. And you kind of need somebody who sits there and goes, this is the universe we need to create, especially if you're going to do an interconnected universe. So you can sit there and say, okay, you know, these are the parameters, but you still, you can do what you want to do, but you still need to work within these parameters. You know, there is some constriction or, you know, because some people will look at, and here's one of the big things that I, I always see, I always tell is you always see like directors that left Marvel because, you know, well, we couldn't agree on something because they wanted to do something and Marvel was like, well, we kind of needed to stick to this. But then you have other other directors like the Russo brothers who come in, do a second Captain America movie and blow that fucker up. And then they, you know, and they keep doing it. They keep going within the universe and then going, well, okay, so what can we do to make things cooler or, you know, and work within that framework? But that's the thing is they understand how to work within those conflicts. a universe yeah. that's already established because yeah. it is a bit confining and you have to um it, it it reminds me a lot of dungeons and dragons to be honest like when when i when i play uh, dungeons and dragons with no, the, yeah. shut up when i play dungeons and dragons with the kids we, when you play when you play dungeons and dragons you're kind of slowly building a world bigger and bigger and bigger if that's how you play right. and that's how i play so i'll remember okay last session this person was a fucking asshole. So I can't make them the super nice guy that helps them. Right. You know, you have to, you have to keep canon canon, at least try to the best you possibly can. Right. You know, and obviously it's not as 
it's not as complex as the Marvel universe, the <laughs> DC universe, but um, sometimes I'd be forget and shit. Um, but um, yeah, they need to have a separate committee. I mean, we'll see. Warner Brothers, to some extent, they've been in the business for a long time. I'm sure they'll sort it out. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of pains me to say it a little bit, but um, they do need to get uh, I, people aren't what's the director's name that keeps making these movies. It's, I've I've lost it for what Zach Snyder? the DC Zack Snyder, Zach Snyder. Yeah. people aren't feeling it. yeah they're not feeling Zack Snyder's vision I I understand what he's doing and and I respect his ideas but people aren't digging that yeah. we need a fre- we need a fresh take on it um not a reboot right but just a, a redirection let's just, let's just go with Flashpoint film. and then just start over okay let's just <laughs> right <laughs> let's just, right and that's the DC all that's the DC built in like that's the immediate self destruct like it's like we'll just do Flashpoint. And it start from scratch. Well, then they wanted. Oh, I I was reading somewhere. People were saying, "Well, Wonder Woman was a great movie. Why don't they just have that director direct all the other ones?" Ugh, and I'm like, "You can't. You, that doesn't just because she made a good fucking Wonder Woman movie doesn't mean she's gonna make a good Batman movie, a good Superman movie. Like, they, they're all different. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was talking to someone on Facebook, and they're, and they're like, "Well, I'm happy that a they got a female director." Uh, female lead movie and I said yeah it's, that's good you get it from that perspective blah 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 and um, she goes well she should just direct everything I'm like no I'd rather um, a man direct a Batman movie and she's like why 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 that sexist I'm like well I feel a man would just have a better um, perspective on on uh, Batman <laughs> and she's quiet for a while <laughs> I was like yeah it's kind of weird how that works yeah. doesn't it um, but yeah the uh, yeah everything we said is true <laughs> Damn it. We're going to go on and on yeah. about um, tomorrow. You know, tomorrow we'll see something in the news. A DC's films being split off from Warner Brothers. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> quote from the lazy geeks. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to do. Um, so after finally reaching the number one spot at the box office in its third weekend in theaters, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle has been one of 2017's most successful films domestically. I'm going to probably say that in- this week. Yeah, and an impressive performer overseas, too. You know, it's funny, before I continue this article, um, I, I stand corrected because I said this movie was going to bomb on, on podcast. I remember saying it. I was, oh, yeah. Dumb. I, 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 uh, was it on the podcast? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh. It doesn't matter. I said it either way, whether it was on the podcast <laughs> No, but not. then there's plausible deniability. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I keep it real up in this motherfucker. No, because it looked like a movie that was going to bomb. It looks like, like a shithole just... movie. Right. It looked like, like, why are you remaking? Like, not not only were they remaking a classic film that everybody loves, they're remaking a movie from that had a lead a lead actor that had had passed away that everybody loves, and then it, it, it just looked like your typical let's throw a bunch of known people in a movie and fucking make it funny. Yeah. But I guess it worked. Yeah, I mean, I had you know? no, I had no real interest in seeing it. And the more and more I saw like the trailers and and some of the extra stuff, and I'm like, uh, maybe it's like it made me laugh enough to kind of like, okay, maybe I'll watch it. Now I have Movie Pass, so I could watch it without actually spending money on it. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a gift card we got for Christmas. We might swing up there, but uh, at some point. But like my brother's been wanting to see it. He's like, it looks funny. And then when I heard a lot of the reviews, even one of my most stringent movie fans was like you know it was a lot of fun and yeah because i think that they don't try to take themselves seriously because that was something i had a problem with too or i I was worried about jumanji the first one takes itself seriously and rightfully so you're you're learning about this 
this person's dad died. He was trapped in this other world. But it was a more serious movie, you know? So I was like, are they going to do that with this one? Because it's going to be fucking dumb. Like, it's not going to fit, you know? But no, it was made like a typical 21st century movie. Just a lot of boom bangs and not too much thinking. Put into a video so, game, you know, these people in a good... And then it's also kind of meta because you have the weakling, you know, as the rock. Yeah. You know, and he's like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> yeah. And then you have, of course, you know, the the bitchy redhead is the hot you know karen gillen and she's, uh-huh. and she's like why am i in this outfit <laughs> like why am I? right she does a pretty decent um american accent. yeah and then the blonde who the uh, the annoying blonde is jack black <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny i don't know so you know let me just continue the article yeah. and uh i do want to see this movie though but uh yeah i'm i was wrong it's it happens sometimes <laughs> um the Jumanji sequel's chat-topping box office weekend, in which the film overtook Star Wars The Last Jedi's run atop the weekly box office, pushed it to nearly $245 million domestically in total. That makes Welcome to the Jungle 2017's ninth most successful film, which is pretty impressive for uh, for a, just a fun comedy. Yeah. Um, overtaking just Right. Overtaking Justice League, which currently sits at about $227 million domestically, and pushing Logan out of 2017's top 10 grossing domestic films the film spent two weekends at number two before beating insidious the last key what is that oh it's a horror movie the, oh. the insidious franchise I, I don't even i i don't watch horror movies i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> people are probably like how do you not know what that is um and reigning box office champ the last jedi this past weekend it's important to note that yes much of jumanji's success has occurred in the calendar year 2018 but because the film debuted in 2017 Box office tracking often considers its total financial haul in relation to its release. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's Illuminati bullshit right there. <laughs> <laughs> These new you know, because <laughs> you, know, you know The Rock is part of the Illuminati, right? Dude, if The Rock was part of the Illuminati, everyone would be okay with the Illuminati. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> everyone loves The Rock. Um, these new heights for Jumanji have been, isn't everyone mad at Kevin Hart now for something? Yeah, I think he he cheated on his wife or he did something stupid or something like that. Oh, whatever. Um, I mean that's you know obviously that's shitty, but it doesn't really affect how funny he is on a movie. Yeah, because well, you know, I mean, in the twenty first century, you know, you rate people on how they are on personal life. Right. Well, I mean, you kind of should, but not <laughs> when it's an actor. Who cares? Unless they do something really heinous. You mean like Spacey? Um, these new, <laughs> right. These new heights for Jumanji have made it the best earning movie in Kevin Hart's film filmography and the second biggest film in Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, I like how he doesn't drop that name. No, oh, because that's his brand. Fuck it. Yeah, but a lot of people do. They, I think he tried for a minute. I think he, but people I think were he like, did. No. I, in the beginning, he tried to do Dwayne um, Johnson. And some movies have him Dwayne Johnson. but It's just such a plain name. Yeah. I think I think he puts Dwayne Johnson into the serious movie. Yeah. Um, trailing, everybody goes, oh, The Rock, you know. <laughs> right. Trailing Furious Seven and its three hundred fifty-three million um, domestic run. Given its recent trajectory, Jumanji will likely also move up at least one spot in that top ten list, surpassing Despicable Me Three. The film would next have to overtake Thor Ragnarok's three hundred twelve million domestic. Um, I don't think it's no. Gonna I don't do think that. it's going to do that. Um, which could be possible, possible depending on how new competition coming weeks. Fit. Oh, I guess. Like if 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 there's a lot sh- a lot of shit movies that come out in the next couple weeks, then 
this is the only movie people I don't know because see. Oscar season's about to start and usually that's an uptick for a lot of movies that generally don't because you know you're going to get a bunch of those coming out and yeah that's you know true. and then suddenly people are going to like oh well if that's nominated it's usually you know may get may get more people to see that and then also i mean people don't see movies like they did in the 90s like you you're if you've seen it you've seen right. it right like most people don't go see a movie twice it's too fucking expensive <laughs> um welcome to the jungle also crossed the 500 dollars 500 million dollar <laughs> mark at the wow, worldwide 500 dollars that's awesome <laughs> yeah at my local cinema, um, <laughs> making it one of 2017's 20 biggest films worldwide and will likely climb that list a bit in the coming weeks. Jumanji opens in China this week and won't hit Japan. When it opens in China, it's going to blow up yeah. because it's got big names in it and shit's blowing up. That's right. all fucking China wants. Um, if you haven't seen the... F- oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the first comment. The Rock does it again. <laughs> well, it's funny because this is actually the first... I think the biggest hit he had last year, because he did that Baywatch, which dr- bombed. Um, that was a funny movie, though. Yeah, it it was just one of the I w- I was looking at, and I'm o- sometimes I'm okay with the review, especially that, but I just didn't see a need for it. You know, there wasn't a need. There was a need for Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, either. Yeah, but I, there's more people that are more inclined to see that than there would be a Baywatch movie. I don't know. It was stupid. The the Baywatch movie was a dumb movie. But it was an R-rated comedy. They took it pretty far a couple times. The chicks were hot. Shit was... They were fucking going over ramps and jet skis. It was, it was a fucking Baywatch episode. Right. Like, it was great. But I'm, I'm waiting to see how he does with Rampage. I'm like, ugh. Rampage? Yeah, they made it into a movie. Remember the game? That game mm-hmm. that I used to play at the arcade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no plot. No. No, it's a gorilla that gets enlarged it's by, a gorilla and a dinosaur yeah and uh they had the gorilla and it's you know it got huge and the rocks in it and that guy from um the, the guy that played thomas wayne from uh uh he's also in um oh, fuck i i know this guy's name and i forgot it he's also he's a comedian no 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 he's um no the one from uh batman v superman he played thomas wayne uh he's oh. also in um the walking dead now um and anyway but yeah they're in it and he's trying to trying to stop the gorilla from destroying chicago and then there's some kind of like creature in the in the chicago river and the rock looks down and goes you know i was just thinking you know what this needs a giant crocodile and then all of a sudden it comes out of the water is this gonna be it's gonna be pixels again we're we're gonna see pixels too pretty much it's basically what you're saying yeah yeah so uh... so yeah so even my dog is upset about it, you know, because <laughs> I remember they Thomas. they showed it they showed it at the trailer for I think Justice League and something else, and I went, and I, you hear me in the theater going, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I remember this movie, I remember this game. I'm trying to find Thomas Wayne, BBS, uh, BBS, Tom, Morgan Morgan Dean, or something Dean. He was also I th- I only he see was, the he I was also the in. In Watchmen, he was the comedian. That's what I just said. I said that in the beginning. I said that he was the comedian. You went, no. I thought you said he was a comedian. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, Laura Co- Lauren Cohan was uh, this one. He kind of cute. Oh, fuck shit. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Jumanji did well. And... Uh, 
Why do I feel like I'm talking? Because you are. I fell asleep. Sorry. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, moving on into gaming news. A 4K remaster of Assassin's Creed Rogue, the adventure set in colonial America during the mid-1700s, is on... This is the new... This is the new gold edition, by the way. Back in the day, PC games used to have gold editions <laughs> where they just added a couple bullshit and then you rebought the game because you were a schmuck. <laughs> now, all these old fucking games get 4K <laughs> and it's the same fucking game. Although I did um, finally dive into that L.A. Noir. Oh, yeah. Um, Steve, If you guys haven't heard, Steve was uh, being a G and he fucking picked that L.A. Noir for the Xbox One up for Christmas. That shit is sexy like a motherfucker. It's basically um, GTA 5 graphics. Yeah. And it looks good as fuck, too. <laughs> and that game is still the shit. Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I just I did the first just in the alley looking for the gun, and oh, I was I all with a smile yeah. on my face and shit. <laughs> well, uh, this is on its way to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. The publisher announced it'll be available on March 20th. Assassin's Creed Rogue debuted in November of 2014 as a previous generation counterpart to the ill-fated Assassin's Creed Unity. It was the it was the last entry of the Assassin's Creed franchise to be released solely on the Xbox 3, I mean, I'm sorry, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 and remained exclusive to those consoles until March 15, I'm sorry, March 2015 when um, Ubisoft bought it and um, brought it to Windows PC. Assassin's Creed Rogue tells the story of Shane Patrick Cormack, a New York a New Yorker of Irish descent who starts out as a member of the Assassin's Brotherhood. Uh, the remaster of Assassin's Creed Rogue is being developed by Ubisoft Sofia, the same Bo- uh, Bulgarian studio that made the original game. It'll run in 4K on PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X, according to the Ubisoft announcement. We've asked the publisher to clarify whether that means native 4K or it'll be updated, um, and we'll update this article as information as we receive. People who do not own either of those uh, upgraded consoles will be able to play in 1080p resolution with a significant step up from the original release on the PlayStation 3 native 720 and Xbox 360 sub HD. You had to make sure you put that sub HD. I actually, I had uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. It's been, I like, I played it when it came out because it, because this was before the PlayStation 4 came out. And I've never uh, played. And uh, yeah, because it was, yeah, like I said, it was only for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. So I bought it because I didn't have the PlayStation uh, 4 at the time. And I bought it and it was a cool game. I barely remember it though, because, you know, it's Assassin's Creed. They all ble- they all started bleeding together. Uh, yeah, you kind of like, oh, isn't that the one? No, that's Black Black. Oh, okay, I thought that was the other one, you know? <laughs> and, um, Is that the one with the pirate ships? No, I think <laughs> that's three. No, that's the one with the, the fucking George Washington goes crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, um, so that uh, it, at least this one is a game that was never out in that, you know? I remember right. Unity. I remember because the PlayStation 4 came out in Unity and everybody hated Unity. I, I think it was just like it was shitty. Like everybody was like I heard you get a when you buy this Creed Rogue and I'm 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 going to re I'm going to rekindle an old joke. You get two free um copies, digital copies <laughs> of Unity. Of Unity. Oh um, god, I one forgot for a friend. about those. I forgot. About <laughs> remember this yeah. shit? It was like we we were talking so much shit like yeah, and because um, they, once, they um, had a because I remember like the graphics were shitty and like they had to do so many patches and fixes and, be, and people just stopped. I think it. Unity Unity was either the first or second game that came out after they tried to make one every year. Mm. 
and it, it was just obviously rushed. It was like, it was so it just rushed didn't that they didn't exist. that they did, they stopped doing that yearly bit. Yeah, and yeah, and we kept. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, when um I heard when Obama um gives out the stimulus package, everyone's getting a copy of um, Unity. Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember. It was like every time it was like a yeah, you know, I I went to the store, you know, and then I got the coupon for free milk, and it came with a free copy of Unity. That's right. <laughs> I remember in the comments at some point, people were like going, "Oh, and I got a free copy of Unity." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big fucking joke. Now it's you know it doesn't make sense. People right, are like, but... what? But uh. <laughs> Fun it us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that's a, that was a that was a uh, that was a deep reach throwback. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I have a horrible memory, but I remember that dumb shit. Unity. Um, <laughs> Unity. <laughs> a new system called Career could be added to Xbox, adding leveling, quests, and loot for avatars, sitting alongside existing achievements and game scores. Windows Central reports that it has received documentation showing that Microsoft is currently testing career, which seems to sub subsume subsume <laughs> the current achievement system. They be using some words no one fucking uses sometimes <laughs> somebody, on IG. Somebody was like going through like the source online and like going, um, what's this? Oh, that's a good one. Copy and paste. Like, I I'm know, not remember how to spell I know it. <laughs> what's right. I know what subsume means. Like it's kind of common sense, but no, nobody uses that. <laughs> Most people are going to read that and go, Cons do they mean consume? <laughs> um, completing achievements will contribute towards fuck these, your gamer Fuck tags. these, I went to college bullshit people. <laughs> yeah, fuck y'all. Um, your gamers, <laughs> completing achievements will contribute towards your gamer tags level and leveling up rewards players with loot boxes containing cosmetic items for their Xbox avatar. Players can apparently even prestige in this system. Oh. Hmm. Um, career career will apparently also include quests, which reward players with more XP and loot boxes for doing specific things, such as playing a specific game going by, by the documentation. It appears loot boxes cannot be bought with real money. Well, that sucks. always does this. Breaks my stride with these fucking photo shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Two people suffer minor injuries in a bizarre crash in Santa Ana where a car went airborne and slammed the second floor of a dental office. <laughs> it's extra funny that it's a dental office, and I don't know why. <laughs> but you look and you're like, there's no road. Like, there's nothing there. They must have came off a hill because it's Santa Ana. They must have came off a hill or something Yeah, that's behind the camera. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where was I? Oh. Uh, it appears loot boxes cannot be bought with real money. That's good. Um, this could well be what Xbox platform corporate vice president Mike uh, Barra. There's a Y in the beginning, but it's silent, right? Ybarra? Mike Ybarra, fuck it, um, was talking about when he said that Microsoft was looking to fundamentally change how achievements work. Yeah, that's probably what he meant. Um, in that interview, he pointed out the current system doesn't necessarily reward players who dedicate themselves to a single game. Career appears to track game progress and overall playtime, which could point to the, pro the problem being rectified. Windows Central... Windows Central is a dope website, by the way, if you're into Microsoft shit. Mm -hmm. like they, they have a lot of cool news stuff on there. Um, Windows Central points out that all development on career is extremely early uh, and that it may not even be an active development at this point. Even if it is on the career definitely won't arrive until after new Xbox avatars are induced, introduced uh, they were recently delayed to an unspecific date. 
in early 2018. I actually think this is kind of cool because um, Sony, I think I feel Sony only has their trophies thing just because they have to because of Microsoft. Like they, there's no love in that system. Like <laughs> they don't care. You know, their, their trophy system is just dumb. But the gamer score thing's always been pretty dope. It's like, oh, you know, this dude's got a pretty high gamer score. You know, he's about that business. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But um, or achievements and shit. And I think anything that makes that system a little more fleshed out is just dope. Um, I wouldn't mind like, oh, you get you get a new game or whatever. You get the Assassin's Creed Unity two, right? You know, and you uh, get you two copies you for you and a friend, right? And then I I have no issues going and oh, what are the achievements I can get or what what's the uh, What's the quest on this game? Like, that's kind of dope. It's like a game within a game, you know? Right. So, I thought it was cool. See, my dog's excited about that. He's excited about something. Yeah, he's like, oh, Unity. <laughs> Unity. <laughs> <laughs> he got a free uh, free copy of Unity yeah, I guess recent I, dog food purchase. Yeah, I guess, uh, it, I guess it came with the Amazon. I just saw a, a, a picture on Instagram from Jimmy Fallon. And he has this box that came from Amazon, and the box is fucked up. It's dinged, and like part of the packing tape is ripped. And it says, "Oh, cool, my Faberge, my Faberge egg just arrived from Amazon." <laughs> uh, all right, so moving into comic news. Even though I had checked out of Marvel's Ultimate Universe, I was a bit bummed when they rid themselves of it. During Secret Wars, Marvel's attempt at a soft reboot, which is currently happening again, all the multiverse was destroyed, was being destroyed and one universe remained. However, during the final issue of Spider-Man 2, we find out that the Ultimate Universe has been reborn. Now the big question, did Brian Michael Bendis bring it back because he was leaving? Uh, a Tumblr user um, asked Bendis if its return had anything to do with his leaving Marvel for DC. Bendis answered that once he made the decision, he looked at his final work for Marvel and was happy that it would stand up as one of his last statements of his time with the publisher. It would seem that he made a, pers- a personal full circle as he started the Ultimate Universe back in 2001. Bendis acknowledged that the return of the um, Ultimate Universe as a response to the fans who invested time and money in the characters' stories for for 15 years and now felt disappointed and deflated that it was gone. Quote, I brought back the Ultimate Universe uh, because so many people um, brought up to me that supporting it for all those years and now having it gone was just a bummer, he wrote. I agreed. So... Um, not for ego, even though I'm sure there's a little in there, but as a fan, I agreed with the sentiment. Personally, I had returned to comics at the time the Ultimate Universe was being launched. It's, it was a parallel universe that allowed creators to retell origin stories and add a modern-day twist. However, it took a life of its own and killed off many of the old Marvel mainstays, created an evil Reed Richards, introduced Miles Morales, and eventually met its demise. It was a great universe. Bendis will undoubtedly be making many more of those in his current work on final issues of Spider-Man, Jessica Jones, and The Invincible Iron Man. It will most likely be filled with more memorable moments for Marvel to continue on with and some emotional comics of the year. And the ultimate ultimate one, I actually... That was the Marvel universe I was starting to get into. Yeah. Like, because it, it was just cleaner. It made more sense. And they were doing some different stuff in there. Yeah. You know, and I, I was really digging it. But I don't know. I guess they didn't feel the same way. Yeah. When they did Secret so. Wars, yeah, they got rid of it. And that was their attempt at kind of rebooting. But they brought it back. And I was thinking, you know what? It's it's kind of good. Because now with you've got all these, you know, 
um, what do you call it, multi-ethnic, you know, multi-gendered people taking over, you know, characters in this universe. Now they're starting to kind of pull them back again. So you're going to have Bruce Banner back. You have Logan back. And it gives a place for some of those other characters to go. Yeah. So that's, yeah. 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 <laughs> and by the no, way, one, it, once they release um, the new series bit, um, with um, with the Ultimate Universe, you also get a free copy of Unity. Right. You're getting multiple copies of Unity today, ladies and gentlemen. It's mm-hmm. going to be fucking great. Digital and Just physical. Saying. Just letting That's you know right. that. Yeah. Sometimes a little too physical. <laughs> so came across this story. It was kind of interesting. Um, DC Comics has enlisted Oscar-winning screenwriter John Ridley. Um, known for 12 Years a Slave, to helm an ambitious new project that offers a more radically and politically charged look at the history of the DC Universe. Dubbed the other history of the DC Universe, this limited series will continue, or I'm sorry, will center on heroes from various marginalized groups in the DCU, be they racial minorities, members of the LGBT community. I thought there was like two extra letters on it. LGBTQ plus hyphen parentheses or something like that <laughs> i thought there were more than that oh, okay social justice warriors great i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that could be that's the name of the squad the new it's like the new um justice league social social, social justice, justice avengers league. social justice, social justice, justice league. league yeah the main cast will include <laughs> this is actually a really cool thing i'm not trying to fucking uh cheapen it the main cast will include uh green lantern's john stewart Extrano, Vixen, Supergirl, Supergirl, like the whitest fucking chick. Well, I guess she's an alien. Um, Katana and Renee Montoya. Ridley's story will re-examine key events in DC lore from the perspective of these characters and chronicle their respective struggles to embrace their true self. Um, I could, this is a quote, I could not be more excited by the opportunity to excavate the canon of the DC universe through a vast array of characters who have earned their seat at the table, said Ridley in DC's press release. I'm very impressed with DC's commitment to making their history as reverent and urgent as it is engaging and entertaining for all its many fans. This isn't Ridley's first DC project. He wrote the 2007 miniseries, The Authority, Human on the Inside, and he and the artist, I'm sorry, he and artist um, George, George's, what? George Genty. I'm just gonna call him George, fuck you. Uh, are currently finishing up their sequel to the alternate history superhero saga, The American Way, for DC's Vertigo imprint. However, the other history of the DC Universe will make Ridley's first time working with the DC Universe, like the main universe. DC has yet to reveal the artists or artists working on this new project, and so far the release date is only listed as winter 2018. The other history of the DC Universe will be spotlighted at the DC in DC pop-up event in Washington, DC <laughs> this weekend. Uh, um, Ridley will discuss this new series at a panel called The Many Shades of Heroism, DC Heroes uh, Through the African-American Lens. That panel is scheduled for 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday and will be broadcast on DC's YouTube channel. Now, I'll tell you why I like this. One, tell us. it sounds like they're... Let me preach that gospel for you real quick. Um, it it sounds like they're going to revisit some key moments in DC history, which sounds fucking cool. Maybe some shit from the 70s and the 80s that you know people may have forgotten about. It's going to be pretty dope. 
Not only that, I think this is 80s an interesting 80s and 90s in the past. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. like one of those uh, radio stations, you know. <laughs> but I think I think this is an interesting take on how to address this whole uh, people aren't being represented um, in comic books, which has been a which has been that's been a talk for a while now, but it's definitely been getting stronger um, in our current uh, society where they're not changing characters into something else which is something that Marvel tried and I'm not putting Marvel down. They're just, they tried it, you know, and no one liked it, but they're, they're showing you characters that already existed and then maybe giving you like, you know, it wasn't all fucking a bed of roses for them because they're this or because they dealt with this and stuff like that. And I think that's, I think that's going to be real interesting. And I think if, if they get the writing right, it can be real good. I think. So what do you think? Me. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, because usually my my issue, and and we talked about this on on past episodes, when you have, particularly Marvel, and and you know they always take someone fa- iconic out of out of the suit or costume or whatever, and then put in somebody who's you know younger, ethnically diverse or gender swapping or something along that lines, and then you know. A lot of times they're going to be like, okay, and this is the new and it's going to be like this. And, you know, the problem is, is that you have people that clamor for that stuff, you know, like, oh, we need more of this and this. Yeah, but the problem is, is that those companies go and go into and well, we'll just put in a new person, you know, I mean, and unless you it feels cheap, it does feel cheap. And unless you have people like Bendis, who brings in Miles Morales and makes the character actually good or Riri Williams yeah. for um, the Invincible Iron Man, you know, unless you have them really fleshed out and not just, you know, oh, not just hey, I'm not white, right? Or, or hey, hey, I'm, I'm not straight it, every fucking yeah. panel, or hey, I'm a woman now, you know, um, then it just otherwise it it does feel cheap. And and I like the fact that DC doesn't do that so much. I mean, they did that right. with Green Lantern, you know, with Hal Jordan. I and feel it's John Stewart. I feel it's. Them. I feel it's pandering. It is. It is. You know, it's it's just it's, it's lazy. Just very, it's lazy writing. Right. It's like let's let's make these people happy so they'll stop yelling at us and maybe buy some comic. It's like nah, I don't like that. But I, I think this way DC's doing it is an it's something fresh. It's something that we haven't seen, and they're not they're they're not changing anything because DC has so many fucking characters. Yeah. Like some and some of the ones in that lineup, no one remembers anyway. Right. You know so. You're going to see maybe I almost can guarantee they'll do the death of Superman at some point. Um, And you and everyone was involved in that. Like there was there was a time when a lot of heroes came to try to help and they didn't. They just couldn't. And um, you'll get to see it from the perspective of maybe an African-American hero or a female or something like that. I'm I'm guessing it's going to be anyone who isn't a white man. Right. (laughs) So a white straight man. Um, because what you now what, what a, you happen with Marvel when Marvel does it the other way, then they're like, oh, they cancel these comics because nobody's buying them. It's like, yeah, because you just did something lazy, and fans right. and fans fans know that. But I I wouldn't be surprised though if they take a character that a is not well known and b they don't plan on using for a long time and just make them gay. Yeah, you know, just to so they can kind of fit that marginalized group in right you know and stuff like that um which i don't fucking care like it, <laughs> if you 
Because technically, they, you're not changing anything if the dude never had a girlfriend. Right. Or the chick never had a boyfriend. Then you're not changing it. You're just kind of making it known. Well, I you mean, know, to dude. me, it's just kind of like, that's fine. You know, you make it. You make. Just don't make. Don't start making Superman gay. Because that just doesn't make any sense. He's been banging Lois since the it's fucking not, golden It's not age. only that. It's just like, I mean, most people don't mind a gay character. The downside is, is when you sit there and like everything has to be. You know, oh, well, it's gay. It's like the problem what happened when you got into, you know, Ellen. Like everybody says, oh, when Ellen came out as gay on her show, you know, it was high ratings and all this. It's yeah. And then it got canceled a year after because every episode dealt reminded you that she was gay. Yeah. And it just gets boring. Yeah. You're beating a dead horse. I mean, and every and and everybody knows that one guy or girl that every conversation with them has to revolve around them being a homosexual. <laughs> and you just get you get tired of and, it. And, like, for people that, and for people that don't understand that, just think about a vegan. They yeah, have it's yeah, the same yeah, thing. It's the same thing. And we all know those people that like every five minutes they have to remind you they're a vegan. It's like shut up. Just like just like a vegan says they won't eat meat, a lesbian will tell you she don't eat fucking sausage. Every fucking moment <laughs> of her life. It's like I don't fucking care. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I ain't trying to fuck you, so stop it. <laughs> right. All right. So moving on into tech news, uh, the United States Supreme Court has agreed to hear the state of South Dakota's argument that a 26-year-old tax-related ruling be overturned, which could free state and local governments to collect billions in internet state tax sales tax, according to a report from Bloomberg. The 1992 ruling versus Quill uh, from Quill versus North Dakota centered on a mail order business and inadvertently set a far-reaching precedent for e-commerce companies that by allow um, by only allowing states to collect sales taxes from businesses with a physical presence within a given state. Critics of the ruling have long decried the clause by make uh, by saying it makes no sense in the age of Amazon and internet e-commerce and that it takes dis- and that it disadvantages brick and mortar retailers and state uh, and state and local governments. South Dakota passed a law 2 years ago with the intention of overturning the ruling by demanding retailers with more than $1,000 in annual sales pay a 4.5% tax on all sales. The state government then filed a suit to have the case heard by the higher courts in an effort to get the measure deemed constitutional by the way of overturning Quill versus North Dakota. States inability to effectively collect tax from internet sales imposes crushing harm on on states treasuries and brick and mortar retailers alike south dakota argues that its appeal to the supreme court which this week agreed to take up the case the supreme court's decision is isn't expected to come down for quite some time could be could have far-reaching implications on online businesses by all stripes prominent e-commerce companies like furniture sale wayfair and commerce electronics sellers newegg which collect sales tax in only certain states have expressed opposition to having the ruling overturned it would increase prices and remove an advantage over physical retailers amazon which long ago decided to start collecting sales tax when it started building fulfillment centers around the country will also be affected because that's because third-party resellers on amazon are responsible for collecting sales tax and do not follow through according to bloomberg and overturning may push Amazon to demand its sellers to be more thorough in sales tax collection. Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. 
it's funny too because so many people shop online now that it probably is a giant dent in the fucking tax revenue. Yeah, but I live in California and they collect tax for everything, so oh, yeah. it's like it, it. To me, it's like not a big deal. Steve will walk outside his house and grab his mail, and then someone will show up and go, "Hey, um, we just sent you that uh, check your mail tax." Yeah, California is insane. Like I've already told the stories of when I went and bought a tablet, they charged me a recycling fee. Yeah. And I'm like, but I didn't recycle anything. I'm not buying a car battery. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> they charge you for bags too. Yeah. We use rec- we use uh, reusable shopping bags now because my wife is a is officially a uh, middle class white. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't fucking care. You use whatever you want. Like for for us over here, actually, it's only if you're buying food. If you have if any company like if you go through like Best Buy, you don't get charged for it. But like Target now has um, food and stuff like that, they charge you. That's weird. Yeah. Whatever. But I have. I mean, I carry bags anyway, so it's like, you know, it's just like whatever. Plus yeah. the fact that I can, you know, I have bags that can hold more shit than the bag than the little dinky plastic bags that they they have. Well, that's the thing because my wife bought she bought a bunch of bags, and I was like, the fuck, I you know these are what is so great about these. And and we were using them, and there was two things I noticed. One, they're more durable, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, all right, this is pretty dope, and they're bigger and shit. And then another thing is she has these um, insulated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is real dope because in Arizona, especially in the summer, most stores will give give out free. They're these like small bags of crushed ice. Oh yeah. So you can you can put that with your meat because maybe you got to go to another store or something, and your car's gonna get to like 270, you know. So in the shade. Um, in the shade, right? Um, with the AC, right? No, <laughs> so it's kind of cool. We have these on a snowdrift bag, <laughs> right? We have these insulated bags, and we just throw the ices in there. It's fine for fucking hours, and we we don't have to do the the typical Arizona thing of go get your food, come back, put it in the fridge, go back out to the other store, come back. Like you don't have to do that anymore. Like I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Fucking plastic bags melted and shit. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> So this this uh, caught my fucking eye, dude. Hyperkin is currently at work on its own updated version of the classic Game Boy, tentative, tentatively called the Ultra Game Boy. According to Gizmodo, the Ultra Game Boy features a sturdy aluminum housing as well as the classic volume and contrast dials found on the original version of, the, of Nintendo's handheld. It also includes a third dial for adjusting the backlit LCD display's RGB spectrum. Fuck. Um, there's also an option to turn off the backlit display entirely. Um, the device will also include a built-in battery that lasts for six hours and can be charged via USB-C. Isn't it funny Mm. that this thing gets USB-C and a bunch of phones don't have it yet? Yeah, I know. What the fuck? I mean, our phones too, (laughs) you know, but whatever. (laughs) Low-key brag shit. (laughs) Additionally, the Ultra Game Boy will come equipped with a pair of stereo speakers as well as right and left connections for audio output. Hyperkin is also customizing the device so musicians can use the console to create modern chip tunes. That's dope. Hyperkin is targeting a late summer 2018 release with a price tag with a price tag that is below $100 USD. While it doesn't include any built-in games, it will work with all classic Game Boy carts and may potentially play Game Boy Color games as well. With intent, yeah, it's like you legit put the cartridge in the back. Like we're talking Game Boy. 
not a fucking hack boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, with Nintendo revisiting its older hardware with the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition, there's some speculation the company would be working on something similar for Game Boy. While Nintendo has yet to announce anything along the lines of a Game Boy Classic Edition, the company does intend to release more NES and SNES Classic Edition consoles in 2018 for those who haven't been able to track one down yet, thanks to limited supply and incredibly high demand. Yeah, li- force limited supply. Yeah, because <laughs> that um, you know, because that's the only way you're gonna succeed for Nintendo. Do you know why? Um, this thing looks so cool because mm. it looks like a Game Boy Pocket. <laughs> it, it looks identical to a Game Boy Pocket. Like it's it's so fucking cool. Because right on the front, where Nintendo should be, it says Hyperkin, and Hyperkin's a cool company. They make some some crazy shit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this because I was actually thinking the other day because I I've been really like in the mood to play some old school um like 16 bit RPGs. Like, I just love, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, fucking Secrets of Mana and Chrono Trigger and oh, shit. shit. You know, yeah. bring it all the way back. And I have them on my computer. I'm going to be real. You know, but it, it it's just not the same. And I, I was I was looking online. It's like 50 bucks I can get a Super Nintendo. Right. But some of those RPGs are fucking a mint to get. <laughs> like, actually, one for the NES, which was one of my favorite uh, RPGs back in the day, was Dragon Warrior 4. And, um... That's seventy bucks because it's like super rare or whatever. But I don't know. I think um, I could just buy a, a controller that looks like an SNES from my computer and call it a day. But still, <laughs> hey. By uh, um, by the way, this just in: apparently, AirHub is planning to spend a hundred thousand dollars to promote tourism to destinations that President Trump reported decried as shithole countries. They're going to promote tourism in shithole countries. Like in Uganda? Or yeah, whatever. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, whatever. If they have more tourism, they wouldn't be shithole countries, would they? <laughs> We're going to talk more about our president's uh, achievements and reasons to be proud <laughs> in our Just Not Another podcast. And on, a, you can catch that. and on a lighter note, uh, you got to see that video of Bruce Lee f- using uh, lightsaber nunchucks. I heard that's a real. That was a practice session. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was uh-huh. real. I'm sure it exists. And I'm sure he was the first. And I'm sure he's the first one to test it, too. That was top secret technology, and that's actually why they killed him. Yeah. It's the Illuminati. The Illuminati much. got him. He knew too much. Exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you think you think Reagan called it the you, Reagan called it the Star Wars program. It didn't just involve lasers space guys pay attention open you know. your eyes open your eyes wake Stay up wake up people <laughs> don't wake up sheeple. don't make don't make me sound the alarm because it's time to wake up <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to sound like um, not yeah, just another podcast i know right <laughs> so if you if you want to hear more of that ramble, definitely catch it uh, and it also um and if you listen to that it comes with a free copy of unity um <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh that brings us to uh the end of the headlines so this week's main topic or main story is 
it's it, we <laughs> we talked we talked a little bit about um, Logan Paul on our other podcast. It's not just another podcast last week, and it just kind of and and for that it was mostly just you could have talked on this show, but we kind of left it on that one because it was just. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, we've kind of talked about it before, but I we brought it up this week because after like nine days, like a good, almost two weeks, YouTube actually finally issued a response. And this is this after nine days, you figure they're thinking of stuff, you know, you think they're trying to like, you know, come up with something that's that sympathetic and that's a, like, hey, we're taking charge of it and all that bullshit. This is the this is the response we get. After being quiet for nine days, YouTube released a statement and compounded the problem of these YouTube celebrities. Many of you have felt frustrated over the la lack of communication recently. You're you're right to be. You deserve to know what's going on. Like many others, we were upset by the video that was shared last week. Suicide is not a joke, nor should it ever be a driving force for views. As Anna Akana put it perfectly the body was a person the bo that body was a person someone loved you do not walk into a suicide forest with a camera and claim mental health awareness we expect more from our creators who build their community on youtube as we sure you do too the channel violated our community guidelines we acted accordingly and we are looking at further consequences it has taken us a long time to respond but we've been listening to everything you've been saying we know that our that the actions of one creator can affect the entire community. So we'll have more to share soon on steps we're taking to ensure a video like this is never circulated again. That's it. Listen, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I I I firmly believe that YouTube waits to see how the community will react. Oh yeah, because at the end of the day. Logan Paul makes YouTube a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people forget that. Like, yeah, he makes a lot of money off of YouTube, but they're taking a cut too. Oh yeah. You know, off that ad revenue. So it's it's um it's in their it's in YouTube's best interest not to penalize him for anything. And if you remember, if you if you really read into it, they canceled some of his um YouTube red shows right. and some other stuff. They took him off they, they, they took him off that um uh, what do you call it? That ad, um, the uh, what was it? The ad, um, ad tier. They took him off of that. Right, but he still can monetize his videos. Yeah. Of course he can. Of course he can. You know because YouTube would miss out on shit, fucking ton of money. YouTube doesn't actually give a shit. No. There might be someone who does that works for YouTube. Yeah, that's called public I'm relations. Sure. That's <laughs> exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure people, individuals in the company, care. But as a company, the company doesn't fucking care. They they they're worried about money. They're not worried about all that bullshit. But but then that runs but, into um, another problem because if they don't, if they're just kind of like, okay, we're kind of punishing him because he really didn't do all he did was this, and you know people can kind of forget about it. And most of his audience is young. Um, but then because then you have somebody like PewDiePie, who you know had anti-Semitic racial comments on um, you know on on his um, YouTube channel and he got dumped yeah. and now he's saying like, well, Hey, I did this and he did that, which means you guys shouldn't have reacted to me this way. 
because then where's the line? And and right. I agree with him because it's like, okay, well, if this guy said this, oh, because Disney dumped him, because Disney was going to do some Disney, so we're going to just dump him entirely, or did he not make enough money for you? But exactly. But the, but the thing is, is that YouTube is, uh, or Google, let's just let's just call it, you know, or Alphabet or whatever fucking name it's going to go by. <laughs> <laughs> Every all these names are dumb. Yeah, the all their fucking. It's like <laughs> Alphabet semicolon. Um, underscore and a parentheses, you know. Which... Who names their company Alphabet? Like, I feel <laughs> that is the most pompous thing. Like, we're gonna name our company Alphabet. Yeah, it's like, like oh, okay. Yeah, we need to break it. The foundation of language. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that somebody at Google when they go, okay, we're gonna break these off. So let's think of a name. Somebody just opened a dictionary and just started going through it. I'm like, hey, right. Alphabet. Uh, or no, they had you know those magnetic letters. You know, on, right. on a board and somebody on the on the, and somebody just started putting, you know, somebody said, hey, put your, you know, new Google company names here. And somebody put Alphabet thinking like they're not going to do anything. And then finally they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go with Alphabet. Oh, shit. That was a joke. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually did. It. But, you know, you have PewDiePie. But the thing is, is that YouTube has cultivated this culture. Right. You know, because even to get into their into their. um ad revenue program you have to have at least 10,000 subscribers so you know when people want to go in there and make money and be a brand because that's the thing with YouTube now is that you go on there and you're like you know if you're going on there you're going on there to be somebody so you make these videos you make these comments you you do these crazy you know antics to get people to view you and you know it's like when they when certain ones take it too far, like PewDiePie or or Logan Paul or or any of them, that's because YouTube pushed it there. But see, here's here's the real problem, though. Is he he has gotten a massive amount of press attention because of it. And, you know, the the old saying rings true where there's no such thing as bad press. So a lot of people who didn't even know about him now know him. Right. And they're going to go check out what the hell the fuss is about. So it's it's interesting to me. I don't really blame YouTube as much. Yeah, YouTube handled it poorly. They handled it, they handled it the way I thought they would handle it, but they handled Shittily. it poorly. <laughs> right. Um, but the the real problem is 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 a deeper one. Where why, as a society, are we so enthralled? with people on YouTube who do nothing. Like there's a lot of quality content on YouTube where there's people doing some, they're doing some kind of talent or even some of the people who play games, they're showing you how to play the game and they're very skillful at it and stuff like that. Whatever. They have some sort of skill that they are displaying, right. but the most popular YouTuber are, are in two groups to, to me. Anyway, in my observation, one is hot chicks. That's never going to change. That's just, <laughs> humanity right. <laughs> you know um and two is people who just do weird shit you know i mean i remember when um there was these videos and i have a buddy of mine at work who always shares me these really fucking strange videos he's not talking about popular. me by the way no um there was this there's these line of videos i don't know how many they are but he'll it's it's like how to make a sandwich and then all of a sudden, and you never see the dude's face. There's never any talking. And he's just like brutalizing the sand. Like he's fucking putting, putting like salami on and just like a bucket of mayonnaise and beating the shit out of the brick. And I'm watching it and he's laughing his ass off. 
And I'm just sitting there looking at him like, what? what is funny? Right. I don't, this isn't anything. Like, it's one thing if you're doing a skit. There's a lot of good fucking skits on YouTube. There's a lot of people who know what the fuck they're doing, and it's real funny, and it's quality. But then that's not what people watch. Like, I, I even I'll, – I'll watch what my kids watch. And they don't really watch inappropriate shit because they know I'll fucking beat their ass. But they watch just dumb shit. Like, just people doing dumb shit. Like, one uh, – my son today was watching a video where this dude has a – foam mannequin head in his uh in the hood of his hoodie so you can't see his head and then he's just dancing around like an idiot for two and a half minutes (laughs) it's got like two million views i'm like why so when logan paul who is a young cat right i think in his early 20s he he's in that same culture so yeah he he went to suicide forest he acted like a piece of shit and it wasn't just that too he was in japan He's visiting a foreign country. Right. Acting like an asshole. And he was acting like a piece of shit. You know, and I, I remember in the comments, they were like, well, the Japanese are uptight. And I'm like, you know what? If that's, be that as it may, it's their fucking country. Right. You go over there, you fucking respect the way they want to be treated. You don't get to go over there and be that big American asshole. Yeah, because that. And just perpetuate the stereotype yeah, that's for the us stereotype. so we look like pieces yeah, of shit. Yeah, that's the stereotype that you have of. People being when most people, most people I know, if they visit, most people I know, if they visited Japan, they claim they're Canadian first, <laughs> right? They they wouldn't act like that. Like if Steve and I went to Japan, we would not be walking around like a bunch of pieces of shit. We'd be respecting things, you know. Maybe a couple mistakes are made here and there, just not knowing. Right. But we wouldn't be assholes, right? Because most people won't. Yo, but yo, yo, dude, Paul where where are the vending machines with the girls' panties? Right. <laughs> Like he oh, was doing shit that. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> he was doing shit that was um, that would annoy people here. Oh, yeah. Because people will. There's a group, a large group of people, mainly preteens, yeah. that want to see that. That want to see just someone be an asshole. I don't know why, but that's just how it is. And it's funny to me too. Is and why it was. Well, it's not funny, but why it was such a big deal that Logan Paul did the thing in the Suicide Forest. The majority of his audience are underage. Yeah. And he's, I mean, I, I, I personally didn't watch the video. I, I washed my hands of the whole fucking thing. I was like, I don't fuck this. Yeah, I didn't watch you it. Know, I'm not, I'm not going to go watch it. I get it. You know, I read all the articles and shit. And um, from what I'm reading is, you know, him and his little cronies were giggling, you know, and stuff like that. And acting like it was nothing when you have a dead woman hanging from a noose. Like, that's some dark shit. Like that's the beginning of a fucking horror movie, yeah. and then you you have uh, then after that he tried to claim that oh he did it for suicide awareness fuck yeah, you like, no, like you don't didn't. don't bullshit yeah. dude you know and, the, and then his go ahead oh go no, ahead. no no no, no, no go no, ahead no to no, go ahead finish because I'm gonna go it's gonna mine's gonna go in a different direction oh okay so the the last thing I want to say though is is the whole thing was fucked up and it's all for money that's all it really is his this and we see where he gets it from uh, Logan Paul's father. Uh, came on and was talking about well you just see the haters the haters the haters I'm like, so the people who find it disrespectful for you to gain to profit on and disrespect a dead body freshly dead right. are haters yeah you're dismissing them as hate you know why you're dismissing them as haters because the majority of people who are listening to you that give a fuck are 12 yeah. they, they don't even know the difference 
Yeah. You know, so it's 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 just pathetic and honestly I don't know. It's it's got me thinking about what my kids are looking at on YouTube a little bit. Yeah. Not that I'm going to go in there and be like, fuck, you can't watch this. You can't, you know, just have conversations with them about what's quality and what's not. Yeah. Cause when you're, when you you're know? dealing with this and you know, my whole issue is, is that, you know, YouTube pushes those people, you know, with the ad revenue incentives and stuff like that. They, you know, it's a perpetuation of the, of a cycle that they're doing. It's like, Oh yeah, we want people to be safe, but you know, the more views you get, the more money you get. So, right. you know, let's, you know, keep that keep the viewership up because I mean, last year, you know, we talked about this where the and this Minnesota woman was charged with manslaughter after shooting her boyfriend for a YouTube stunt that went wrong because it was he was supposed to use a thick book and she shot him to prove that this thick book can stop a bullet. And it failed and he died. And it was because these people wanted to be YouTube celebrities. And it, it's that it's that instant of, you know, most people, most people use YouTube as a stepping stone, you know, or they have other like for like for us, if we were to do YouTube, it'd be another avenue of what we do, you know, of the show and stuff like that. YouTube is not would would not be our sole, you know. It'd be a side. It'd be a project. side project or little extra things that we wanted to do. That would what would it be? But there are people that want to be YouTube celebrities because you know, oh well, I can make money doing this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's like, yeah, that may be true. But the thing is, is that you would have to. It would have either you would have to cultivate into something more, like you know, you see people that put together shows and then eventually, you know, and. Um, like people who do cooking stuff or fashion or something like that. And that would use that to end up, you know, being maybe a, um, running a magazine or working for a television, you know, you know, projects, you know, moving up because of that. But I mean, if you're just sitting there on YouTube doing shit like he would do, he's not going to grow out of YouTube. You're not going to see Comedy Central with this guy. Because he doesn't have the chops. For yeah. That. Like, that's all he thing. does is he has a talent for making preteens laugh and sorry, but that's not really a talent. It's not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to act like an idiot. Yeah. You know, I, I think, and I think that's what, and you can almost say, I feel like an old man, but I really, at first I did at first it, when Logan Paul was first on the scene, but he was doing pranks with his little group and you would hear on the, you would hear on the news that, He's terrorizing his neighbors because he makes a lot of noise and, and just and I remember the news crew was interviewing him. It's like, what do you think about your name? He's like, fuck my neighbors, you know, this is fucking whatever the hell he calls his little crew. And um I was like, Okay, so he's a spoiled piece of shit. Yeah. Got it. You know, it, whatever. And um I watched a couple of his videos. I always do if anything's really popular, I'll 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 see what the fuss is about, kinda. And I was like, I don't I, I literally, uh, shit that I knew people were cracking up laughing, I was just deadpan staring at the fucking screen. Like, I was like, he's not doing anything that's impressing. Me. Right. You know what I mean? But then, it is because I'm older, because I grew up with a different class of comedy. <laughs> you know? When you watch the, the fucking Chappelle show, right. and then you try to watch Logan Paul, yeah. you're like, uh... So, being a dick is funny. I got it. You know, but... 
just like with the with the, what Steve was saying is how the system YouTube has set up this system that perpetuates this negative behavior is it's a carrot on the stick. The bigger you get, the bigger shit you have to do to get more views in order to get more money and more attention. And it becomes this attention whore fucking vacuum of nonsense. Because when he first started out, he wasn't doing anything that bad. He was pulling pranks on his group. That's all he was doing. Then I noticed that he started going out and doing shit to people in the street. I'm like, okay. And now we're here where he's in fucking a world famous forest where people commit suicide and giggle about it. Um, and he apologized twice. No one cared. Yeah. Like literally, I think the only people that came to his defense were his diehard fans who are like 12 and 13. Yeah. So, you know, not to sound mean to the youth of the world, but no one fucking cares what their opinion right. is. They're too young and inexperienced to have an opinion on something like this. You know, so it's. And that's it's, the age um, where they don't understand consequences. They don't get yeah. it. You know, there's a reason why there's a reason why the age of reason is like 1560. That's when you start actually giving a fuck about the world around you enough if you're not a piece of shit even even if it's your you know your own well-being you know that right. it, it, that's that's suddenly you're like going well i could get fucked up if i do this so you know and mo- and, and the, the other thing too is and i have to believe is when when these youtubers it's not just local paul but when these youtubers go out in the street and they're terrorizing people or I remember there was one, I can't remember who it was, but he was walking up to chicks and just grabbing their ass, like taking a whole fucking handful of ass cheek, you know? And I'm like, this has to be staged because if it, in the real world that I live in, if someone was out there doing that, they would get their ass. Oh yeah. Like someone would beat his ass. Like if, if I, I, and I remember, I think he was at Santa Monica pier or something or something like that. He was, he was at like a beach area. Very pop, very populated. Lots of people there, and he was just walking up to random, like hot chicks, and just grabbing their ass, and then just staring at them and laughing about it. You, you can't tell me in the real world there wouldn't be a boyfriend that turned around and go, "Okay, now today's the day you fucking hit," yeah, or some other, or, or even, even just, just a, a random, random dude. dude going, "Hey," and like beat the shit out of the guy, or a group of chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I those are all staged. Oh yeah. They have to. Oh yeah, all you know, that there's, there's no way that anything can, that, that claims can. to be, you know, you know, oh, you know, doing this out in public, you know, it's like, no, that shit's staged because. But then the funny thing is, they don't say it's staged. No, of course not. Which, which last time I checked is a law. Like if you put something on TV where you're doing stunts and stuff, I remember Jackass. Yeah, that wasn't staged, but they had to put a thing in the beginning of it that said, "Don't do this." Well, no, those, but YouTube doesn't. Those are that. Just, those, those are for the stunts. That's what I mean, though. Any anything you used to have to say something. No. So now you have. Well, okay, fine. You don't. <laughs> That's not my main point, so I don't fucking care. Um, you have people going out doing these stunts, okay, where they're grabbing girls' asses or they're screaming in people's face, and younger people are seeing that they're not getting in trouble. For it. So then someone starts doing it, and I remember there was this other video where this dude. So the whole stunt that they were doing, would they wait for a car to get at a stop sign or light? And then they jump on top of it and dance because no one has an imagination. Right. He did it to one car and a dude got out and pulled a fucking gun on him. Oh. Like real quick. And the dude's like, it's a son. He started fucking crying. Yeah. And I'm like, just shoot him. Yeah, just shoot fucking him. shoot Do us all a favor and shoot him. <laughs> right. You know, like it's, 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 that's the real yeah. world. 
You you fuck around with the wrong one and you're gonna get it. You know, so it, it's that's the whole thing behind it is these people like these younger people idolize low people like Logan Paul. Like, wow, look at all the shit he does, whatever he wants. Because they're at the age where they're they're bombarded with rules and structure. Yeah. You know, so they're like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. No one tells him what to do, but it's all bullshit. Yeah. Because there's no one very few people on the planet can do whatever they want. Unless you're a dictator <laughs> of a country. Or one of the Clintons. <laughs> As, that's, Tune into our Patreon for more details. I get. <laughs> Tune into. It's not another pocket. I'm just saying the things to come. But um, I I really I don't know. I don't have much more to say that's constructive other than just I I'm fucking tired of. Yeah. It. You know, it's it's just so dumb what people are into, and I. I with my kids, I've been, um, I've been. T- see, I'm a real parent. Let me let me keep it real, real quick. Oh, here we go. Okay. That the next sound of, you'll be hearing is him patting himself on the back, just so you know. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be real. So my kids, I asked them, "Do you guys watch the Slogan Paul dude?" Like, fuck you, and you don't know us, <laughs> right? Because we all have we all have dinner together at the table. So I said, "You guys know who Logan Paul is?" And they're like, "Yeah, he's the YouTuber." And they're like, do you guys watch him? And I think a couple of my kids, they were like, I've seen a couple of his videos, but we don't. I don't really watch him. And everyone was kind of like, no. And then uh, I go, why? You don't like him? And then fucking <laughs> my youngest son goes, he's too loud. <laughs> and then uh, and then my um, my twin daughter, she goes, he seems like he's not very intelligent <laughs> because he yells a lot. And people who yell a lot, it's they don't really know how to construct their way out of a situation i was like oh <laughs> so Fuck i was like you in your college about... education <laughs> right i was like have you guys heard about the what happened in japan with him and my oldest son he broke the whole fucking thing down and they all knew they were all nodding their heads and that and i was like well what do you guys think about it and all my kids are like it's disgusting like somebody died and he thought it was funny that's not fun you know and stuff like that so i'm like okay so my kids are decent right but that's Unfortunately, few and far between. Yeah, because you have a lot, a lot of a lot of parents. I'm not saying I'm a super parent. All you really have to do is talk to your children. It's not difficult. Um, but a lot of parents don't do that. A lot of parents my complex. The kids come home from school and they say, "Get the fuck out," because you're too loud. And then they get brought up with TV, and with YouTube and all that nonsense. You know, so when you when you're bombarded with all that negativity on YouTube and all that dumb shit, you don't have anything any context to the real world that's taught to you, you can end up being an asshole, yeah. you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm glad, uh, low key brag that my kids are not assholes for one, but, um, so they haven't seen the videos you posted on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I post one video where I was playing like an old NES game? I still kind of want to do that. Oh yeah, you should like play old, but it, the one I did was really bad. It was, it was, I wasn't really talking. Like, I had no plan. Oh, I was playing, um, Bill and Ted from the fucking Sega Masters. Oh, <laughs> I went way back on him, dude. Oh, man. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm gonna stop fucking grandstanding. Yeah. Well, any, any final thoughts? Um, man? no, just, I think pretty much said everything I needed to say. You know, it's, you know, we can blame Logan Paul and PewDiePie and, and all these other people, but, you know, YouTube kind of cultivated this culture and, you know, they, 
you know, they, they, they need to be looked at seriously. They're trying to kind of be like, oh, hey, you know, we don't condone this kind of stuff. So we're going to it's like, no, you do condone this kind of stuff. Well, you know, they do because there are smaller YouTube channels that break the rules in far less severity that get cut the same yeah. day. There's not even a debate. Yeah. But because Logan Paul pulls in money, of course, they have to discuss it. First. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, it, it, if you put rules, enforce them. Yeah. If you're not going to enforce them, then make no rules. Then. But all you do is you just all you do is you cultivate people that if we get big enough, then that we can do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and then I have the one dude I was the one dude I watched Dashy Game. Oh, right. He's he's huge. Like he's 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 a very well known YouTuber and stuff like that. Over I think he has like two million and something subs or whatever. Um but he's he even said in his videos that he has to tone down his cursing because if he has a certain amount of cursing in it, um they'll demonetize the video. Right. And he he was like straight up, I'm trying to make money. You know, I want to make good content but try to make money. So he made it a joke where he bleeps it out. So if he's playing um Mario Maker uh, he'll be playing that, and then he'll he'll curse, and then you'll hear Yoshi's fucking, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it extra right. fun. Like you know what I mean? Because um, sometimes I think bleeping out stuff is actually funnier than actually hearing the word. If it's done in a funny yeah. way, it's fun. You know, I I hate like one thing I hate is when it's a, it doesn't work if it's a serious moment. Like if you're watching a, a like a dramatic film. Mm-hmm. And they bleep it out. It's like, just leave it in there. Like, you're taken apart from the fucking scene, yeah. and it's weird. Um, but, uh, but, but as I'm saying, he's, he's huge, and he, he even has to do yeah. it because they're demonetizing his old videos now, videos that he made 10 years ago. He was talking about it. He wasn't complaining, but he was talking about it. Yeah. You know, and, and, but you have people like Logan Paul who have 14 million subscribers, some fucking crazy number, and they can do no wrong. Yeah, you know, and they get a little, and and the punishment that he was giving YouTube's a little slap on the wrist. Anyway. Oh yeah, it wasn't even that big of it. No one had, no one cares about YouTube Red. Christ's sake, <laughs> I even have it, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> right. You know. All right, but I'm I'm done. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I think we should jump into our our segment. What the actual fuck? So my my one, I it was just one of those where. I just was like, seriously? In Santa Clarita, this comes from Channel 7 News. In Santa Clarita, while many of us were trying to figure out where to discard our Christmas trees, one woman decided to return hers. On January 4th, a woman reportedly took her tree to a Santa Clarita Costco asking for a refund because her tree died. One shopper who was waiting in line behind the woman was so blown away that he posted about the, he posted about the exchange on his Facebook page. Quote, I can't make this stuff up, Scott Bentley wrote. Women in, woman in line at Costco, totally nonchalant, to return her Christmas tree because it is dead on January 4th. The man even shamed Costco for allowing the ridiculous return to occur and the woman for asking for her money back. Quote, heartbreaking to think she may have needed that money so much she lost all respect and dignity for it. Surprisingly, Costco did issue... The woman, a refund, Bentley said in the post. The woman still hasn't been identified. However, she did get shoppers on social media a new idea for next year. And it was a white woman because it's that's a totally a white person thing. Like, 
You know, it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's the same. It's on the same token of, can I talk to the manager? You know, that haircut that you always see. It's not, it's not a white person thing. It's an upper middle class person, which happens to be mostly white. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, I mean, I can't knock the hustle to be real. Like if, if she would have got, if she would have got the refund, she got, this would be a different conversation. Did she get it? I've missed yeah. that part that you yeah. said. They gave oh, it to well, her. Oh, fuck it then. She's a hero. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. No, <laughs> um, that's because Costco will give a fucking refund just to shut people up. But whatever, here, fuck off. That's the problem, too. Yeah. It's, it's funny as nowadays that that whole thing we teach children of you can't give in to kids because then they're just going to learn Oh yeah. that um, if you whine, you're going to get what you want. That's the problem in the '90s. It's all their pa- all the parents gave into their kids. Yeah. So now we have adults that do it yeah. constantly. Oh yeah, because- I, I told someone to sh- I told someone to shut the fuck up in the store one time. My wife was practically pulling me out of there because <laughs> it was going to start a fight. They were in front of us and we're at the the line. I just had to get a bus pass. <laughs> like I'm just sitting there, and the customer service line in the grocery store is always the fucking longest oh, yeah. line because um, they're doing different shit. And and she, I can't even remember what it was for, but she was trying to return food that was like half eaten and they were like we're not we're not doing that. and she was like, nah, nah, nah. and my wife's talking to me too and we're talking about some and i'm just it's just gnawing at me this chick's voice was <laughs> annoying and i just go uh hold on babe will you shut the fuck up and get out of my way and the whole fucking was like whoa and she turns around excuse me i'm like you fucking heard me. like you, you know this is wrong you know it. <laughs> like, you know you shouldn't be doing this. Get out of here. I said, what is it, 10 bucks? I'll give you 10 bucks if you fuck off. <laughs> and then the, the guy was the guy was like, uh, the guy, what did he do? Or he, I think he gave her the refund. It was like, but it was quick. Because I was like, I'm done now. Right. Like, move it along. You know, I got fucking shit to do. <laughs> I, I lost my cool. But, um, and yes, it was a white one. <laughs> Usually is with a, with an expensive person. I I I worked retail, so I've seen people that also. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I and, you know, I mean, when I worked at a and when I worked at uh, well, Marbles because Marbles is now defunct, but when I you know they came, this lady came in in February, bought a game in November, didn't even try to make it look like she just dumped it. Everything was all apart, and she's like, "I want to return this," and I'm like, "Why?" She goes, and then she tried to convince me that they never played it. And I look and I go, and I smile and I'm like, um, yeah, you did. The plastic bags are all shoved underneath everything here. I go, this this is not how it comes brand new. And she's like, well, then I go, besides, you bought this four months ago. She's like, so? And then she goes, well, how do we know if we like it if we don't play it? I go, because we have demos right there to play. And it says 30 days. This is four months. Not only that, if you have something for four months and you didn't play it, that's your fucking problem. Right. And it was just, you know, it, oh, God. And it's just like people are just so fucking entitled to like, yeah. oh, well. Oh, when I worked at, when I worked at Best Buy. Oh, yeah. The stories for days. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Like, people would come in with broken televisions that were obviously, <laughs> like, they dropped it. There's a beer I bottle this... still sticking out. It's like, dude, just take the, <laughs> right. just take the beer bottle out of the TV. Come I on. Remember, I remember this one dude came in and he had, like, a. It was an expensive Samsung TV. This is before the curved TVs and all that, but it was an expensive TV. I think it was like four grand. And um, he had dropped it. He admitted it. And he bought it yesterday. 
like the day before. <laughs> and they were trying to set it up. And he looked like he was drunk then. Right. So I'm pretty sure they were drunk when they were trying to set it up. And he dropped it. And it was all cracked on the corner. And it broke. And he goes, well, I want to return this. I said, uh, no. <laughs> it's broken. And he goes, yeah, but I bought it here. I'm like, yeah, but we didn't give it to you like this. It's like, how are you going to return it? We can't sell it. And he's like, well, is it under warranty? And I go, no. He goes, well, what kind of warranty is that? And I'm like, every other kind of warranty. <laughs> it covers it covers manufacturer defects. It doesn't cover user error. Yeah. And he's like, I go, did you get the protection plan? <laughs> I already knew the answer. And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, then I can't help you. So I want to see your manager. And I go, sir, you know I can't do this. Like, I gave him the same line. I'm like, you know this isn't right. I can't do this manager now I'm like okay but the manager fucking return the tv of course. right in front of me and then the guy said you know fuck you or something to me and then walks away and manager turns to me and i go you're a piece of shit you know that he's like don't talk to me like that I'm like no you i just i don't know if you know that or not and i want to let you know that you are a weaselly piece of shit and i left that day early <laughs> i just walked out grabbed my shit and left and then i came back the next day like nothing happened and they pulled me in the office and like, um, did you call, I can't remember what his name was. Did you call him a Weasley piece? Of, I'm like, yes, I did. It's like, why? Because he is. <laughs> and then I told him this, the situation. He's like, well, we have to make the customer happy. I said, not at the expense of, of dignity and fucking the whole the customer is always right thing is stupid. Oh, yeah. Because the customer is usually wrong. Oh, the customer is always wrong. That's why they're asking questions because they don't fucking know anything. Yeah. Because it, so it's our cause, job to educate. Because if, if they were always right, then why do you need people to help them? Or so many people will come in. It's like, well, I didn't know I couldn't return after this. I'm like, it's in our return policy. No one reads that. Yeah. I remember I got in trouble one time. This was at Walmart. And I said, it's in our return policy. It's like, well, no one reads that. And I'm like, is that my fault that you didn't read it? <laughs> and he's like, I want to speak to your manager. Okay, fine. And I, I almost got written up. I got a verbal for being rude. And I'm like, how am I rude? Yeah, you just told them the truth i'm not i'm not for retail is what i'm trying <laughs> to say because i lose it all the fucking time because it's too like steve has steve's told me stories his patience is ridiculous <laughs> like he's he is so he'll tell me something like that that lady with the fucking game i would have been like take this fucking shit out of here like, what, what is the matter with you like get away from me you're wasting my fucking time steve sits there with that that champion smile and it's funny too because I'll always have somebody else that I was helping before look at them, and then when they leave, they just shake their head and they're like, they look at me and they're like, oh, "You, I, I would have lost it." And I'm like, and, uh, and I just go, "Well, you know what? Um, it's because I'm dealing with you now. I'm dealing with you know, and and right. particularly when I get snooty with someone because they're being an asshole, and I'm helping someone else, I'll be even more nice to the person that I'm helping, just to kind of show like you're being an asshole." So I'm not doing anything for you, but I'm going to go help this other person and be extra like, do you need me to do that for you? Yeah, let me go ahead and get that for you. I'll, I'll go ahead. Don't. No, it's not. They're like, oh, well, it's no, it's not a problem. I'll just go grab, you know, you just I, mean, I want to go above and beyond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so then the, so then they're like I've even had some people that were like, going, if, if they call just here's my number, have them call me and I'll tell them how they were to you. <laughs> well, my my. um in my experience at Best Buy, the worst customers, and I'm not I'm not trying to start a fight, the worst customers were iPhone. Oh, yeah. They're the worst. They would come in, and they, they would always with a crack screen. Mm -hmm. 
Not because the iPhone screen is faulty, but because for some reason the majority of iPhone they're either young or they just don't fucking care about their things. They don't care about like their I don't know why. Like or they just don't know anything about devices and they think they're Sherman tanks in their fucking pocket. Oh, yeah. Um they come in and go and they would like toss the, it was almost every time. They would toss it on the counter and go, "Uh, screen broke. I need a new one." And it would always be those dude like dudes that have their sunglasses on inside. Oh. Like, real douchey yeah, shit. The perpetual you know? douchebags, yeah. Right. And I'm like, what happened? And they go, the screen's cracked. And I go, I know. How did it crack? And he's like, I dropped it. And I'm like, okay. Do you have the protection plan? No. Okay. And I'd slide the phone back to him, like, go to app. Like, what do you want me to do yeah. for it? He's like, well, I have a warranty. I don't have a warranty for accidental breaking. You have a warranty for if it breaks and it wasn't your fault. He goes, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> you dropped like, you just it. Said, I'm like, you just said you dropped it. He's like, yeah, but someone bumped into me. And I'm like, then go ask him to fix it. <laughs> and then I hear in the back, Adam. <laughs> I'm like, we're not fixing it. Go, go to Apple. Fuck this clown. <laughs> just, uh, right. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, so Apple will fix it? I go, no, <laughs> but I'm supposed to tell you to go to Apple. <laughs> I'm like, Apple will be nicer about right. it. <laughs> They're not going to fix shit. They'll probably they'll I'm probably like, give you oh, they'll I'm probably so give you a discount. Um, you know, like a, right. you know, well, they'll give you a discount on your 10% new one. Ten <laughs> off. Right. Let me give you ten percent off that new shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, look at the fuck. Like, There's so many people. I'm never shopping here again. Good. I don't want people like you to be here. <laughs> right. Like, please leave. <laughs> anyway, let me read mine and then move the fuck on. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at yours. I was about to read. <laughs> this is funny so we do a lot of times like america and fucking hardcore and then you read shit like this out of moscow and you're like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) they're just Um, a little more real over there (laughs) right they just literally do not fucking care like they (laughs) do what they got to do a man rammed an armored personal carrier um better known as a tank into a shop window before climbing through the rubble to steal a bottle of wine in a town in northern Russia on Wednesday morning. Hey, you got you got to do what you got to do, you know. That's right. According to local media and video posted on social media. The man had swiped the vehicle from a privately run motorsport training ground nearby. This is a fucking tank. Like, I'm looking at the picture. <laughs> driven driven it through a forest and into um, a, pot, a potty. A patty. A small town just south of the Arctic cir- Circle. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but just south of the Arctic Circle, I'm pretty sure no one there is listening. <laughs> um, local news agent agency Hibben, Hibbenform said. Um, local news agency, the Russian government, I mean Hibbenform said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, struggling to turn around in a narrow street, the man who witnesses described as being drunk, shocking, proceeded to slam the tank into the window of the family convenience store. Um, the news agency said, I also want to clarify, it said shocking in a sarcastic way about being drunk, not because he was Russian, <laughs> but because he was in a tank right. <laughs> driving into a store. Um, and also a little bit because he was Russian. Um, he also crushed a Daewoo car <laughs> parked nearby. I don't know what's funnier, that he crushed her, that it's a Daewoo. Um, <laughs> images shown. Yeah, the he car. fucked up he the, fucked up the truck. truck. <laughs> <laughs> Footage shared on social media showed the man subsequently exiting the vehicle through its hatch briefly inspecting the damage and entering the shop through the broken window. At least he, at least he looked at it. You know, it's like, 
He was, yeah, just to acknowledge it. He was later arrested in possession of a stolen bottle of wine. (laughs) If informed, said the shop was not licensed to sell alcohol that early in the morning. The agency added, okay. Um, Witnesses visible in in the footage did not seem particularly disturbed by the incident. That's probably the least. It's probably, they're probably like, it's Tuesday. (laughs) It's just Russia. Who cares? Basically, some guy stole an armored vehicle and went into a shop to top up his stocks in the morning. The social media user described whilst filming the snow-covered scene out his, his window. The man in his late 20s did not resist arrest. Uh, IRA News. RIA. You agency. said IRA. Yeah, that's what I said. You said IRA. <laughs> no. Oh, did I? R-I-A. His is Irish is coming reported. back. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> what is I Ugh. R-I-A is a Russian something information agency or some stupid like that um (laughs) so yeah i what i think is funny too is that he has a tank i like how it says he was tanked (laughs) yeah he has a tank and all he steals is a (laughs) single single bottle bottle of wine but he it's he didn't even drive right into it he like went through like broke the window just enough to break break the the window climb inside get what he needs it comes out so and listen if somebody crashes, if I'm in a store and someone crashes into a window and then with a, with a fucking tank and climbs out, I'm not going to stop. Them. <laughs> I'm going to back up a couple feet right. and let them do whatever they got to do. You know, this is officially out of my fucking pay grade. But that was great, man. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> you know what? That's it for this week, Steve. Talking specifically to you. Fuck everyone. <laughs> Now, everyone else, please give us five-star ratings on iTunes or wherever you get the show. Uh, if you're new to this show, hi, by the way. <laughs> yeah, welcome. How's it going? Um, you can find all of our old episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. We're also on social media, of course, because, you know, it's 2018. Right. Twitter and Instagram, both under the, the same name, The Lazy Geeks, all one word. Um, and any feedback you want to give us, we want to read it. So send it to uh, our email address at mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle geek, Instagram middle underscore geek. And you can check out my, uh, my other podcasts. Adam and I have are already referred to like twice. Ep- um, yeah. New series called It's Not Just Another Podcast that talks about society politics religion or whatever the fuck we want as well as the extended play movie podcast which is currently on a hiatus but this week we're filming new we're going to be filming we're going to be recording new episodes um that will come out in a good couple of weeks and um you can catch both of those shows over at it's not just another blog.com and you can catch me on twitter at sapien tlg and you can send me an email at adam at TheLazyGeeks.com. And be sure to tune in on Friday for our latest adventure in the Away Team. We're taking a little bit of a break of the Away Team and going into uh, Star Trek Discovery recap episodes. So we'll be recapping each new episode. We're going to be about a week or so late in recapping, so it's going to be spoiler-filled. So uh, uh, so this Friday we'll be talking on last Sunday's episode of uh, Despite Yourself. And, and so be sure to tune in on that. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. Peace out.